and I only do this because I want to, I want to glorify God and I want to I want to drive home a point about obedience that I just prayed about. And that, that is this, that one other time something similar to this happened to me several years ago, and most of you have heard the testimony about when I had a hard drive that it had critical files when I was in business and I couldn't get them off. I sent it off to a clean room in California. Now, I have a clean room, but I don't have a, technically speaking, clean room. That's where people walk around in uniforms and uh, like hazmat, and it's, the, the room is completely sterilized and all that. I, so I sent it off to a clean room, and $400 later, nothing. And later on, I found another group in Texas that, that said they could retrieve it. And I think that was about $150 or $200. And, and that's cheap for data recovery anyway, but they didn't recover anything. And I got in the floor of my shop, and I put my hand on that hard drive, and I just prayed. I said, God, you can do anything. You don't have to have a clean room. You are clean. And I said, God, you know that there's stuff that's irreplaceable on here that I need. And I prayed, and I praised God, and I worshiped God. And I put that hard drive, I connected it back to the power supply, and for a few minutes it populated, and, and where Ed works at was one of the folders that I needed to get off of there because it had a lot of design information in there. And that, that drive populated long enough for me to retrieve the information off of there that I needed. That's been several years ago. This week, uh, Caitlin had a, a thumb drive, a USB drive, jump drive, a little stick about like that, for those of you that's not familiar with it at all, that plugs into a computer, and it had uh, a lot of critical information on there that, that she needed, a lot for her continuing ed or for her uh, hours for her getting uh, license and all that, and, and she had to have it, and just kind of going real fast to the end. Others said they couldn't get it off, but again, I, I took it, and I said, God, um, this is another one of those situations, and I, you can do this. I, I can't do this. Others already said they can't do it, but, but you can do it. You can do it. And I, I need to tell you that it wasn't just like sticking in by the end. The, the end was off of it. The four pins inside of it, they'd come off. I tried to solder it for several hours, four little wires, and I had a magnifying glass that made me look like Mr. Magoo trying to hold it with a soldering iron to make it connect and all that. One wire wouldn't connect. And so I finally held it to the chip, and I just prayed again. I bet I, I, bet I tried it, I'm not exaggerating, between 30 and 50 times. But the last time I prayed 
once again, I said, God, and Tyler had already checked somebody in California, but I'd have been down that road. And not to say they wouldn't do this, but I said, God, we, we need this information today. And I even blew up one computer, if that makes you feel better. It was an old one trying to get it out. It just it, it feeds five volts through a USB drive, and it just shorted out the board. But anyway, so I held it with my fingers one more time. And I said, God, I, I'm just going to believe you. And he said, do it three times. No lie, no lie. Take it in, and they call that hot socket, uh, plugging in and out. And I did it the third time. The drive popped up. I was able to see her work folder and pull it over. Every file she needed was in there. But now let me tell you about obedience because this is what really happened. Earlier that morning, can't remember what day it was, but I think it was Monday. But, but earlier that day, when I was, was coming by the church at 7 or 7.20, something like that, that, we get peppered with trash all over this road. And uh, the Lord said, that's my yard out there. That's my house. I want you to stop and pick that trash up right now. And I knew I was in a hurry. I said, God, I'll get it later. And the Lord says, I want it gone now because I usually wait till later. He says, I want it gone now. And I backed up and I rode down the ditch just picking up trash, throwing it in the floorboard. And so I got it. It was in the floorboard and I pulled in here and I didn't go to the dumpster to dump it right then. I was just in a super hurry. We, we were crying, trying to cram a lot of stuff in the past five days. And when all that happened with the jump drive, I remembered that Caitlin had called me and said, Daddy, I really need to get the outside cover for it to see what kind it was so I can tell them so they can try to maybe match the chipboard up and get it. So I ran out to my car to get that and also one I could transfer the, the new information onto. And when I got to the door of my car and I opened, I opened the car door, that trash was laying in the floorboard. And as clear as I'm talking to you right now, the Lord said, the reason that worked this time was because you picked that trash up when I told you to. So, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus is here. He's speaking to your heart about an area of obedience. And the Lord is saying, if you will obey me and what nobody else thinks is possible, 
I am the same God that never changes. I will do, I will perfect, I will bring about what I have told you. What you seek, I have. What you need, I can provide. But you must obey me, for my way is perfect. This morning, all in this building, I don't know what God has laid on anybody's heart or what God's been dealing with any of you about, but I know what He's been dealing with me about. And I'm telling you, if you are going to obey God, if you are going to do what God says to do, I would do everything in my power to do it right now. Might not be trash on the road, but you may have something that's even of greater importance than file retrieval. You may have child retrieval that needs to take place. You may have spouse retrieval. You may have health or sanity retrieval that needs to happen. But you need to obey God and do what God says to do and then God will show himself strong, the Bible says, on behalf of his own children. And this is a wonderful time speaking about obedience for me to go to the first chapter of Malachi. In Malachi chapter 1, I want you to listen to this. And, and only God can, can, can do what the Spirit is doing in this place right now. God is speaking through His prophet Malachi to all of Israel. And He's telling Israel, He's saying, I need faithfulness, but He, he doesn't use the term faithfulness. He says, I loved you. He starts out by saying how he feels and how he still... He says, I love you. I love you. But, but then he goes on to reveal flaws and things. And he says, you consider me as your father. You consider me as your, as your master. But you don't treat me that way. And then he goes on and he says, even the priest behind the pulpit today, he says, you don't do like you're supposed to do. In verse 7, you can follow along with me. He says to the priest, he says, this is what you do. You offer defiled food on my altar. But say, in what way have we defiled you? By saying, the Lord, the table of the Lord is contemptible. And... When you offer the blind as a sacrifice, he says, is that not evil? When you offer the blind as a sacrifice to me, is that not evil? And when you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it then to your governor. If it's okay for me, go ahead and give it to your governor. And he says, would he be pleased with you? And he's saying in modern day English, uh, see how that works out for you. 
Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you favorably, says the Lord of hosts? And this morning, obedience has every single thing to do. Weeks ago when we had a prayer, when we had a Wednesday night service, I don't know why it wasn't pre-planned, but at the last minute at the end of the service, God laid it on my heart to ask Joe to pray for us to be an obedient group of people. And I hadn't got away from that. I can't get away from that. The more, the more that I see what's happening in the world and in the, the Bible, the more I need to be obedient to God, folks. And I need to make sure that what I am doing in my life is my very best. I need to make sure that my offering my worship, my prayer life, my giving, my service, my witnessing, my compassion, my testimony. I am giving God my very best. I'm giving him my very best. I, I, don't, I don't need to come in here, and I'm going to use an example that I've already had to give our, our 915 team. I, I had to tell them this. About three weeks ago, I worked way too long in the yard, not that it was a sin, but because the weather was not uh, unfavorable for me that day, I stayed out there probably 10 or 12 hours, and you might say, well, that's, that's nothing. But I was doing a variety of different things, and I, I, I knew in my mind that I, I, I need to watch out because by the time I was through, uh, tearing out stuff, hauling stuff off, just between yard and building, all kind of stuff, man. I was just doing, I, I, was, so, I was so tired that night that uh, I didn't even feel like taking a bath that Angie would have gave me one with a hose pipe if I hadn't have took one. It was that bad. But I, 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 didn't even want, I, I didn't even feel like taking a shower that night. I was that tired, and then when... Uh, Tommy and Brenda, my in-laws, came in the next morning. They said, boy, I know you whooped. You are whooped. Because they knew how long I was outside. And I said, I, I felt convicted, not about getting a lot done, but I felt convicted. Now, it wouldn't have bothered me Monday through Friday if I'd have done that kind of work. But I know that on Sunday morning, I'm coming before you to preach the holy word of God. I don't need to be preoccupied with how worn out I am. I don't need to be feeling all achy and sore and, and, and almost like I'm going to pass out because I killed, I didn't take care of the temple the day, but it's Saturday, Opie. I know, but I have to watch out because I know the most important thing I'll do all week is it takes place in this building at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. The most important thing, the most, more than going and do fun things, uh, paying bills, uh, eating, the most important thing is right here. And I need to make sure that when I come in here, I don't come in with a type of a crippled or maimed animal or one that's been devoured by some kind of animal. I need to come in here giving God my very best because he deserves the very best version of me that I can give him. He doesn't need a 90% preacher or a 90% Opie. 
He needs a 100% guy that can come in here, and it doesn't matter if I preach good or not, but my mind and my body, and I am with it for God today, and I'm on it for God today in my mind. I'm not, I'm not thinking about, oh, I can't wait to get home to get in the recliner because that's not going to help me or anybody else when it's time to worship God. God needs my best, and God needs for all of me to be here when it's time for me to be here. He needs a 7.0 version of me. That's the very best of me is version 7.0 because that means that not only do I want to be my best for God on Sunday, but I want to be my best all seven days of the week. In fact, I want to be my best for God 24-7. I want to be my best for God. I want God to have a 7.0 version of me walking around in these last days when the trumpet could sound at any time. That's what God needs. He doesn't need my leftover scraps. See, I believe it's wrong for me to go out here all healthy and all and give my yard 100% because I want it to look good. I want to get stuff that's, that's dilapidated and, and, or, or my vehicle or anything else I do in this world. I think it's a sin for me to to give it everything that I have, all of my energy and all of my, all of my time, give it all of that and then come in here if I make it in here with scraps and leftover because God's already called the priest out about that. I think it's wrong. You see, because you'll get into the habit if you're not careful and you'll say, well, you know, this 2.0 version is pretty good here. I go to church and I pay my tithes, I, you know, and I help out sometimes when I can. 2.0, there's nothing bad. And last week I said amen one time, so I'm up to 2.1, version 2.1. 2.1. God, I'm running on 2.1 right now. And that's good. That's better than 0.0. .0. That's like the tag, the sticker, you know, that uh, all these people that run the marathons, they'd put this 26.5 or whatever on the back of their car. And I saw one... Uh, Somebody used to uh, run a lot in Angie's school and they had one of them stickers and it was the high numbers. But our favorite was one that we saw one time and it had 0, 0.0 on there on the back of their windshield. I said, they got my number. I, but 2.1 is better than 0, 0.0 because David said, you know, if I'm dead and I'm in the grave, I can't praise you. But that only gets me through. You see, God's blessed me so much that God needs all of me right now. And on the flip side of that, God deserves all of us right now. He doesn't deserve just something, because what these people were doing, they were, they were still attempting to be religious, and, and, and they were going through the motions. Well, at least we went to church. At least we sacrificed. You know, it, any old animal will do. Any old amount of money will do if we're talking about monetary things because that's our system today anything's all right and see and God has a standard see God gave his only begotten son but God also gave his best and that's what he put inside of me when I accepted Jesus into my heart he didn't give me a leftover 
He gave me his best, so in return, I need to give God my absolute best. It doesn't matter what my health condition is. You can be bound to a bed, but you can still give God your very best even in a bed. You can give God your very best. God needs my 7.0. Now, for those of you that were not with us on the thumb drive, jump drive, USB drive stick, I want to break it down for you a little bit more. Years ago, when computers were coming out, you had you had Windows 3.1, then you had Windows 95, then we had Windows uh, ME, uh, Windows Millennium Edition, then we had Windows 98. Uh, you know, and it goes on. Then we had Windows 7, and, you know, they just keep going. And the same way, on up to 10 or whatever's going on now. And then on, on the Apple side, Mac side, you had all kind of versions. And I'm actually holding in my hand right here Mac OS X Snow Leopard right here. What happened was when a, a, a operating system would come out, it would only be a matter of time before it would need updating or upgrading. They would, they would find out that there were bugs and there were issues in there and, or, or maybe some components would quit working. And so they would do an update and they would update the previous version if it was 2.0. They would do an update to 3.0. Your your computer would still work on a three-point, and, and, your, and your phone, your phone's the same thing. Your phone would do the same thing. It would have an update uh, on it that, that it needs because it would require. Well, back in the old days, when they would come out with an operating system and it was time for an update, they would usually send it to you if you asked for it in the form of a CD. When the internet, and so, or, or, or a DVD, but you would have to wait until that came in the mail and get it, and then you would have to put it into uh, your CD-ROM, DVD drive, or whatever, You'd, to update the system, and then it, it, it would overwrite, and it would address, so it would move you from 2.0 to 3.1, and then when they find out, well, we still got some issues here, they would go from 3.1 over to 4.0, and then after a while, the, the disc finally stopped. If you didn't get a disc, you could borrow a disc. It was okay to do that, unless it was an entire operating system. Okay, after a while, when the Internet became more useful, they started putting these updates online, and you could download these updates, and it was a lot quicker, and you could address system uh, problems immediately, and it would, it would take care of things, and then all these things would start working again, your modem and all these other things. My sound card's not working right. Well, it's that you, you, you need to update. You need, you need the new version. 3.2 will take care of that. It addressed that. And that's what happens, see. Certain things would not work under old operating system. If you didn't update the operating system, then 
it would still run, but it just wouldn't run as good. It wouldn't run like it was designed to run. And then all the things that you could be using were not usable because you didn't have the update anymore. You didn't have it, and so you were trying to make you were trying to make equipment work, but but it needed it needed something else in order for it to work. And the Lord laid it on my heart this week that that's exactly what's, what's happening to me and you a lot in this life. We try our best. We try our best maybe on Sunday sometimes. We'll have a 4.0 mentality or, or whatever. Well, you know, and we always tell God what we do. Well, at least I did that. We do, and, and, and it comes from... It comes from this mentality, well, it, at least it's a land. I know it might be crippled, and, and, and so we set aside our best energy, our best offering, our best, uh, our best commitment. We will set it to the side, and we will pour it into that, into my yard, pour it into that, and then that's what these guys were doing, folks. They were doing this, and God says, I'm not going to hear you. If you, were to, if you were to keep reading down, you, you would read verse 10, and you don't have it on the screen, but I'm, he says, who is, who is there even among you who would shut the doors so that you would not kindle fire on my altar in vain? I have no pleasure in you, is what he said, nor will I accept an offering for your hand. So what is happening when I give God less than 7.0, when I don't give God what he needs for me to have, and what he requires, what did he tell me to do in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17? I say it almost every week, pray without ceasing. So number one, I know that I need to be more prayerful. I need to pick up my prayer life. I need to pick up my time that I spend with God. I need to pick up my time that I just sit and listen. And I know we talked about waiting a few weeks ago, but the time that I just say, God, there's so much noise out here in this world. There's so much noise on devices. I just need to steal away like you did, Jesus, and I just need to hear you. See, when you do this, church, when you, when you crowd the world out, when you, when you block the world out and you say, listen, there's just too much yanking and pulling at me. And, and I'm giving God leftover prayer time in the morning or at night. I fall asleep and I don't even get our Father who art in heaven out of my mouth for because I'm dead tired. I give God every bit of the leftover. Or if nothing's happening on Sunday, I show up in church. I give God all the animals that are dead that I can't, that, that I can't use for selling in the marketplace, or God knows I'm not going to butcher it and put it in my, in my body, but I will give it to God. And I do all of that, and God says, you need to do something called an upgrade. You need to give me your first, you need to give me your best, you need to give me your most, and you need to tell everybody, and even your own flesh, that enjoys doing things in the art. You need to draw the line somewhere. But, but moderations, we have to learn that all over again. Folks, the Bible says that God put all these things on this, on this earth that we know of. God created all things, and we can enjoy things. 
we can enjoy things. But the problem is when things start enjoying us, we quit enjoying God, you see. And God doesn't have the option to enjoy us anymore because the things he's blessed us with are now enjoying us. And so we don't get to enjoy him. We think we do. We think our old crippled lamb is cutting it. But God says, no, I don't have pleasure in that. And so things are enjoying us. And there's, there's nothing there. And the Lord says, it's time for me as a preacher, as a Christian, as a believer, it's time for me to do an upgrade. I don't need to be mindful of God just when it's time to sacrifice. But I need to go on and realize that some things that God's got promised for me, they're not going to work on version 6.9. They're going to work when I become version 7.0. I wake up in the morning and Jesus is who I want. I go to bed at night and Jesus is who I want. And I do that every day of my life. And the Bible says when you do that, God, the reverse of the other, he takes pleasure in you and then he opens up the windows of heaven. He gives you favor. He blesses you. He does things that nobody else knows about but you and him. And it's all because you are always mindful of him. You upgraded from 6.9. You don't like that one-tenth of a percent difference. You want to give him the 7.0 and you want to give it to him all the time. And when you do it, that modem starts working. That sound card starts working again. That DVD-ROM drive, it'll start working again. God will start blessing you in areas you didn't think you'd get blessed in, but it's all because because the compatibility is there again. When you get compatible with the Word of God, God will get compatible with His pockets and He will bless you. He will. He said it over and over again. I don't know if I can get to it, but if I could get to Psalm 103, I'd get to it. And I can get to it because the trumpet hadn't sounded. Verse 1, listen to this. Bless the Lord. Here you go. Here's how you can upgrade. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. His holy name. That's an upgrade, brother. When you can get out of y'all and into all. Yeah, that's where the upgrade is. When you do what God says to do, bless His holy name, that's when God will do things. The world will not understand it. Hell will be frustrated because of it. And God will be, be, He will be glorified in spite of everybody and everything because you bless Him, you live for Him, you were mindful of Him, and you're not shaken by the world or the things in the world. You're just waiting on the train to come. Ernest, long black train. You're waiting on the long black train to come get you and take you home. I've always thought the long black train, if it's going to heaven, it'll be white, though. I'm just saying. I did. Now, I want to tell you, when you, when you upgrade to 7.0, there's all kinds of things. And only the people that's, that's running on version 7.0, only that temple that's running that operating system can, can run these programs. You want me to 
just tell you a couple of them because the compatibility is not there. Who, who got to do all the, those different things in the Bible? It was those guys running 7.0. Uh, let me give you a quick example before I even tell you some of these. Matthew left collecting taxes. Peter and Andrew left fishing. From all accounts, we know Luke quit his medical practice to follow Jesus. We, we can keep going on and on. But, but they left all and followed him. Peter walked on water. They raised people up who were crippled. Dead people were brought back to life. Eyes were opened. Ears were opened. Limbs were restored. One message was preached. Thousands of people come to the Lord. I'm telling you, the people that were running 7.0 in, in the Bible are the ones that these things followed, folks. Let me give you another example. Rich young ruler. He sound familiar in any of y'all? He wasn't running. He was running 6.9. He did it all. He kept almost all. Almost. He blessed the Lord all his soul with almost all that was in him is what Jesus said. He was running 6.9. Jesus said, all you got to do to be running on 7.0 and get in on this with the rest of these guys, sell all that you have and come and follow me. You can see this playing out in your mind if you'll look with me. He said, all you got to do is sell it all and come follow me. The Bible says he dropped his head down. He went away sad because he had a lot of money. And that doesn't mean a lot of money, people with a lot of money didn't follow Jesus because they, because they did, and they still do. But, but this particular guy, it's one of them things I talked about where it had him, it had him. He didn't have it, it had him. And so when he had the opportunity of a lifetime to upgrade from 6.9 to 7.0, the Bible says he dropped his head and walked away sorrowful. And he died 6.9. That's pretty good. No, it ain't. It ain't good for me. It ain't good for Eric LeCure. He's competitive like I am. Not, if I can run 7.0 in this life, I ain't running 6.9. You can run 6.9. All the other preachers can run 6-9. If it's still available today, according to that book, I'm running 7-0. If it's possible to run 7-0 in this life, in this body, right now, I'm going to do what I got to do in this church to run 7.0 because he ran 7-0 for me on a cross and I talked about his blood last week. I'm running 7.0. I'm running it. The Bible says this. In Isaiah 26, Derek doesn't have this, but I want you to listen. The Bible says this, Thou will keep him in perfect peace. What is that worth right now? Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. That's a 7.0 statement right there. If your mind is on 7.0, it's because your mind is fixed on him. If you've got peace, but your life looks like hell upside down, I guarantee you, you're running seven no because your mind is on him. And you, you, you can do that. You can run with your mind on him. But you cannot do it 
if you're walking away about what you're going to lose, what you're going to miss out on, or if you really believe this or not. See, I believe all of this week a lot of people, their minds are on all kinds of things around us. I do. I, I, I believe the church, if the church as a whole is not careful, the church is going to be one of the biggest supporters of the Antichrist and its system. I, 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 I'm, I'm really, I don't know that we will see that in heaven. I don't know what we'll be allowed to see. I think the glory of God will be so great that we won't even care about planet Earth, to be honest with you, because we will be with Him. Hallelujah. I don't even think it's relevant. I don't think you'll care about this life. I don't think you'll care about anything, who He is, what happened, how. I, don't, I, just, I just don't believe it. I don't believe that. But I'm telling you this. We got a flyer in the mail. I'm not going to be... Um, I'm not going to be uh, to the exact point of what it stated, but it, it was a church that was opening up along with cooperation of other places in government and all that. And I, uh, I filed it where it ought to be filed. I didn't bring it inside this place right here, but, but it was a ministry. And, and I just said to myself, I said, the church is going to be one of the largest, if not the largest supporters of the system of the Antichrist. Because I see it happening right now. I mean, I got a flyer in the mail here yesterday. And I, I, I see where it's going. Do any of y'all remember back in the summer when I shared a, a study from Johns Hopkins University with you. It was about all the mess going on. And a lot of stuff in this study by this university, uh, in cooperation with a lot of other uh, entities, a lot of the things have happened exactly the way that study said it was happening. And they don't even know what they were saying to the world. And I'm telling the part of the world that I'm responsible for that you and I, folks, we've got to be running 7-0 right now. We've got to because all of the other people in the world that ought to be sounding the trumpet, opening the curtains, helping everybody out, they're falling in and a lot of people, including churches, are falling prey to money. Do y'all hear me? They can't turn it down. They cannot turn down big money, big government money. It's just it's, they've never had it. They can't turn it down. And I'm telling you folks today that if my mind, my mind is not stayed on him, Isaiah 26, that gives perfect peace, and I need perfect... I don't know about y'all, but I got to have some perfect peace right now. I don't need... I don't need a form of peace. I don't need some imperfect. I don't even need some almost perfect. I need perfect peace in my life right now. I fight more of a battle in my mind every day than I've ever fought in my life. Every day I fight, I fight a battle in my mind. Battles, plural, battles. I, I, I personally, I don't have a choice 
but to keep, I got, I got a history. I don't have a choice but to keep my mind on the Lord. I don't, have, I don't have a choice but to play the dwell app when I'm riding down the road. Something, a message, I, I, have to, it, it, I have to keep it in me all the time. I know how hard the devil, and I know all the agencies and avenues and all the outlets he's using to try to get to me and people like me and people like you. I know he's spending billions of dollars and all kind of things. He's waving all kind of carrots in front of people. I know all the effort being put into this, this to get inside of me and God's made me aware that I've got to do all I can to be a 7.0 right now to keep him and everything out because I'm having a battle right now. I don't need any, I, I, I'm spiritually speaking here. So don't anybody get any ideas or diagnose me. Listen, I'm fine, I'm good. You don't, you, don't even, you don't even know how good I am this week, but I'm good. But listen, I want you to know before I pray for you today that God desires for everybody in this room, He made it possible so you could run your very best version of you right now you're gonna to have to do it because see and i hate to use the word virus right now because god knows what will happen there uh, app store here we go again you can't even use that word anymore but all kind of malware from the world will try to get into you things that can really infect you spiritually speaking all these kind of things can get into you and can trouble you. That's why you can't watch TV. You, you've got to be careful with what you listen to. Who you, I, I couldn't even pump gas up here about uh, four days ago. Somebody in a thunder car come up. And it's not that it was loud. I used to like that kind of stuff. Loud, loud till I got where I can't hear. Wonder why. I used to like that. But I'm telling you, if I had a been a mother with a child or children, all, all the explicitives that was coming out of what they wanted to call music, and I mean it was blaring. You could hear it at Richard Bowles from them gas tanks. I know you could. I, if the world is willing to run that version of itself, how much more do you and I need to be running our very best version? See, when you are dead and in the ground, you can't run 7.0. You can run it right now. And I want you to stand up because I want to tell you one more thing. You know, I told you about this disc a while ago. But there's one other thing I need to let you know about, and some of you know about this. There's a such feature on your, on your computer or your phone. You can, you can turn on automatic updates how many people's got your stuff on automatic updates take it off put it down take it off I'm not gonna charge you a consultation fee take it off I, I've been saying the word research for a year and a half you need to see what you're trading for the updates now alright you need to see what's what's in it what they're going to give you that you need, but what they're going to also put with it that you don't need. I've been, so you got to watch out. I'm talking about your phone, your laptop, all that. Okay, take it off. We got one upstairs. It wants to update every day. 
You know what will happen? It seems like I'm, I'm like going backwards now, but if I let it update there, some of our equipment is not, it, it won't work with it no more. And we ain't got time to figure out how to make it work. So I'm telling you, automatic updates can be good. Spiritually speaking, though, you need to understand this. You need to keep, when you start running 7.0 all the time, I'm going to praise him. All the time, I'm going to worship him. I don't care. When I wake up in the morning, I'm going to wake up in Jesus. When I lay down at night, I'm going to lay down. Everybody, you need to listen to me. You're getting robbed. He's stealing you blind right now, and you don't even know it. He's robbing you, robbing you. You might be trading in that perfect peace right now for not listening to what I'm telling you. So look at me so I know you're hearing me. When you run and you give God your best, this is what happens. You need to, th you need to say, I'm going to stay in automatic update mode for me. When I hear of some kind of trouble coming into my life, I get one of those diagnoses I don't want or something happens to a family member of mine, I'm just going to let version 7.0 kick in and I'm just going to say, God, I'm going to praise you anyway. They took they, they took $1,000 out of my checking account and it'll be 30 days for it. But God, I'm going to praise you for it anyway. They told me I've got to have, I've got to have surgery, but I'm going to praise you anyway. You need to let, see, when you update to 7.0, you can get the benefit of 7.0 and when the, the rocks start falling in and those fiery darts start coming and they belittle you and tell you all these things that's going to happen in your life. They're going to repossess this. They're going to do this to you. you got to have all these things going on or this is not going to work for you. Listen to me. That's when and only then when you get the benefit of scriptures like Isaiah 26 and you can pray. You need to be on automatic update within yourself so that when things come out, uh, along to you or your children or your family or even your church or your preacher, you could say, God, I'm going to praise you anyway. I'm going to read more. I'm going to give more. I'm going to fast more. I'm going to love more. I'm going to find somebody else I can help today. I know I did it yesterday, but God, I'm just, I'm just going to update automatically. I'm not going to let the malware of this world tear me down and lock me up. I want you to close your eyes, if you will, because before we pray, Something happened this week. No, I want you to open your eyes and look because I don't want you to have to do that that long. We pray, I'm going to pray. Thursday of this week, we prayed at Springfield Church of God. I don't know if you got some music or something. I feel kind of like the Lone Ranger up here right now. I just need something. Y'all need something to go along with me right now, don't you? Huh? Where's Angie? She'll be honest. Yeah, it, it, it's just, you know, I can preach, but when it's time like this, I got to have a buddy somewhere. So y'all hum or something. Somebody that can listen and hum, there you go. I'll take it, man. I'll take it. That's good. For about 10 years, I've been praying with some preachers. And I've talked about that. But this week, we prayed down at Springfield Church of God. And all of you know, David is... 
is Brenda's nephew, Angie's first cousin. He's the pastor. But he's got cancer in his esophagus. And he was supposed to go. He's been through treat, uh, chemo several times. And he was supposed to go Tuesday of this coming week for sur surgery. But we, I, I don't even know when he's been to prayer last, but it just happened to be there. And myself and four other pastors were there. And while we were there, the, the phone rang, his phone rang, and it was his surgeon. He went to the front of the church, and he was gone for about five minutes, and then he came back, and he said they had found, and I think it's okay for me to say this, but CT scan had revealed a blood clot, I think, in his leg. So they were, it was real dangerous right now, so they were going to give him something for that. And they would have to push the surgery off to sometime in July. Uh, if they can do it then. And so he said, but I know God's in control. But then he broke down around us. And he just said, brothers, I want you to pray for me. I'm telling you, I, we will pray for him. But what I brought that up and why I brought that up is because during that prayer when we were praying, when you were in 7.0 and your mind's always, you can say what David, brother, Pastor David Shoemaker said, uh, on Thursday of this week. But I know God's in control. I know God's in control. God can handle it. God will do what he, He's going to do. I belong to Him. And, and I told him at, the, at any other time that surgeon could have called, but he called while he was around brethren that could lift him up and pray for him. He wasn't by himself. See, God will do that. When you, when you refuse to live, any lower than 7.0. God will take care of you even in the midst of your worst battle you'll ever face. The deepest, darkest moment of your life. But you've got to do your part. and You can't give God the leftover sacrifice. You've got to give God the ultimate sacrifice. And that's your very best. And when you get through with this life, He'll look you in your eyes and say, I know it was kind of tough at times, but well done, you good and faithful servant. You, you did it. You finished it. Come on in here with me. And church, it doesn't get any better than that. Let's pray. Father in heaven, hallelujah. We pray this morning. We lift up David God. I pray for my brother in the name of Jesus, Lord. God, that the, the blood clot would dissolve, Lord. The cancer would dissolve, but your will would be done in spite of anything and everything, God. I pray for anybody and everybody here today. Lord, that maybe feels like I'm at a 2.1 or a 4.0 or I'm a 6.9. And I just, I just want to be more mindful of you today, God. I want to be more mindful of you. I want to give you my very best. While you're praying, if you're here and your eyes are closed, but, it, but if you're here and you just say, Pastor, I, 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 need to, I just need that. I want that update right now. I got the greatest news in the world. You don't even have to wait on a disc or a download right now. He is here and he is giving out free upgrades right now. And if you want one of those, all you got to do is come stand around this altar somewhere and say, Lord, here I am.
I'm putting my finger on this thumb drive one more time. I come to this altar every week. Now, if there's nobody here, I'm going to pray and we'll leave. But if there's somebody here that says, I, I just need an upgrade, God, I, I, I want my best to come out this week. I want my best for you to be so obvious. And you might have prayed a lot of times. You might have held your hand on that wire 30 times and come down here at this altar and said, Lord, I'm going to do better this week. And then you drop the ball. This could be the Sunday that it all changes. And then all of a sudden, you look at God and you look at living for God in a whole new light. And you say, Lord, here I am. If you're not a Christian, I want you just to come and stand right in front of me right here. There's nobody here, and I'll pray with you. We've got others that will pray with you. And if you're online, all you have to do is say, Lord Jesus, sin has had me downgraded forever. I've missed out on so much that the Bible says would have been mine. I could have lived in peace I could have had that peace that passes understanding. I could lay my head down at night knowing that I'm going to be in heaven. I could have avoided a lot of things that I did foolishly, Lord. God, I'm ready to upgrade to Calvary right now. I'm ready to upgrade from sin to salvation. And in the name of Jesus, Lord, I receive it. If you pray that, just say, God, I repent. I'm sorry for my sin. I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, you would forgive me. I'm lost, and I'm weak, and I need a Savior. God will save you. He will help you. He will bless you. Father God, all of us in this building, whether we're at this altar, whether we're in the foyer, online, in a seat, God, we know that you deserve everything that we can give you, Lord. Lord, I am ready in my life for the program of anointing. I'm ready, Lord, for God, that hard drive to work right. I'm ready, Lord, for that, that DVD drive of you blessing me and using me and the gifts that you can give me, Lord, to be a light, to be salt in this earth. I, I'm ready for it to start working, Lord. I'm giving you every bit of me. I'm not holding on to any part of me anymore. I'm not going to give you the, the, the broken, crippled sacrifice. I'm going to give you my best. I'm going to make sure I take care of my mind on Sunday mornings, Lord, when I come to church. God, I'm going to be in a frame of worship, not a frame of argument. I'm going to be, Lord, all about you when I go to work tomorrow. Lord, when I ride down the highway when I'm driving down the interstate, Lord, my mind is not going to be on anything but you. I'm going to fill my life with you. I want you to get my best version of me right now, Lord. I want to be like Paul. I want to fight a good fight. I want to keep the faith. I want to finish my course. I want to run this race, Lord, knowing that I did everything the absolute best way I could do, and that was through you, Jesus, and through the Word. I pray, Lord, for the people. I pray you would bless them and you would keep them. You would make your face shine upon them, Lord, and be gracious to them. I pray, Lord, you would lift up your face toward all of us, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Give us peace that passes understanding. We're going to keep our mind on you. God, and help us to be 
ready to give an account why we believe on you. Anybody we face in the world, help us right now to be bold and courageous and to be able to give an account of why we love Jesus. Help us to be ready. If it means our life, our business, our home, whatever, help us to help it to be settled that we've chosen Jesus. We're not part of this world, but we're going home. I pray, let those words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And all of God's people said amen.